If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. Out of bounds. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. It's time. All right, let's do this. Match point, touchdown, etc. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Thursday, February 8th. 2024. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quackenbush and Ben Milstead. Ben is live inside the Upcountry Fire Studios. I am at the Thesis Hotel in Coral Gables. And uh, we are excited. Uh, Going to be a, a fun night on the roar tonight because you've got women's basketball at 6 o'clock. Um, 5.45 pregame. Sergio Lawrence and I will have it. From the Watsco Center in Coral Gables, literally right across the highway is uh, Miami's uh, sort of the athletic district. And uh, we could literally walk from the hotel to the Watsco Center. It's a beautiful day here in Coral Gables, and I'm excited for that. We've got Clemson softball starting tonight as the Tigers take on Missouri State. Uh, that'll be streaming at ClemsonTigers.com. Tony Shufo and Reedy Davenport will have that one. Uh, for you if you so desire we got a lot of good stuff coming your way today a lot of topics boy I I loved getting to talk baseball yesterday and I also love that we had the freedom to talk about Clemson and North Carolina and get some of that in there so we I just I was very excited about our show I even uh, driving home I just thought it was really really good we got some good feedback on as well from the masses and I appreciate everybody who tuned in and if you missed any of that yesterday, you can go to our website, theroarfm.com, and get those uh, get those interviews with coaches and players and lots of conversation, uh, both about the Clemson baseball season coming up and, uh, of course, conversation about Clemson and North Carolina. Ben Milstead, how are you today, sir? Well, I'm okay. I, I feel like I need to apologize to you for the – mean thoughts that i had for getting a little angry at you beginning at about 11:55 today uh because i forgot that you were in miami and and i was God, why is he not here he's normally sitting oh. in the office by then God, he is late i am ticked and then i realized you're in coral gable so i'm not any less mad and now you tell me you're at the thesis hotel which is a new one right across from campus there in Coral Gables, a phenomenal hotel. So I'm still kind of still kind of not happy with you. Just you know, because what don't don't even tell me the weather. I'm not. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to tell you it's raining in 48 and you just use your imagination on that. Raining in 48. Um I did not wear short sleeves to walk down to Starbucks this morning. Did yeah, not yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it is, uh, it is currently, 
Uh, mostly cloudy and 76. 76? Golly. 76. Oh, yeah. man. I would love since a you, 76 degree day. <laughs> since you did it to yourself, uh, yeah, there's a there's an uncovered pool. Like, I'm, I'm looking dead at an oh, uncovered yeah. pool that looks like uh, it looks like you could jump in it right now and it would feel awesome. It is also a heated pool because we stayed there, uh, you know, about a month ago. I, I did not get in, Ooh. but I did I did feel the water. <laughs> you thought about it. You really thought about it. Yeah. Um. Do you normally, like, sweat? Like, what is your normal, like, routine of, of staying at hotels? I, obviously, like... There's not a lot of time when we have these trips, and, like, I've got to do a show, so it doesn't give you a lot of time to do stuff. Like, are you a you, – you go to the gym? Do you walk around? You go to shoot around? Like, what's your uh, what's your routine like on these, like, 30-hour trips that we take with basketball? I try to, to take advantage of the limited distraction, so I normally – paperwork and things that I've got to do, you know, work stuff – I I strategically save it for those trips, and I try to get a you know like four solid hours of that kind of stuff in in the morning uh, as soon as I wake up, and then then I do the gym, and uh, you know depending on what time the game is, I I honestly I rarely leave, go outside the walls of the hotel, I no matter where I am, and that's kind of sad. Uh, at Miami, however, they do have that uh, rooftop bar area and mm-hmm. where the pool is. My my room was on that floor, so that was really convenient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's I I I need to get out more, but I I just don't. I it's a, it's sad to go to a place like Miami and you don't leave your hotel. But uh, when I was able to run more, I when my knees were not 52 years old, I did get out and run and see the area, but not as much anymore. And that's okay. The, uh, you know what? It's okay. It's all right. That these are, these are work trips. Like, you know, people, um, people are jealous and I like, look, I would, I'll be honest. I would be jealous. I don't know what it is, but I think the weather's fine back home. It's just a little chilly. Um, but uh, I would be a little jealous. But it's not like we get to, you know, sunbathe today. There's stuff to be done. And, like, uh, team's going to shoot around right now. They had uh, breakfast this morning. I walked into breakfast, and they had done uh, 30 minutes of stretching. So they did 30 minutes of stretching, had a quick breakfast, um, had about 30 minutes to get ready, and then they were headed to shoot around. And um, so these are, you know, these are these are pretty packed trips, I'll say. Um one thing that we didn't get to talk about yesterday, by the way, uh, open phones for a lot of the show. 654-ROAR hey, is a number. Joe, let me Go ask ahead. you this question. Um, okay. We may have some people interested in this. Does the the men's team will, and, and they, they've just in the last year or two started doing this on a regular basis. The men's team normally goes to the arena uh, directly from the airport when we land. So, We'll go directly to the Carrier Dome Friday night, uh, you know, tomorrow night when we land in Syracuse. And they shoot for about 30 minutes. And it's it's fun time. But it it's organized, but it's fun time. And it's it's the only time that I hear them trash talk each other. It's it's so much it's so much entertainment. 
they they do shooting competitions and it break up into two teams and they have they have all these competitions and the losers do push-ups and uh you know they uh, it's it's just it's great it's almost it's like a you know a bunch of phenomenal basketball players play uh playing horse in a way oh that's but, cool but it's just to relax in the building and and but also to put up shot uh i i don't think a lot of teams do that dude women's team probably does not do that they do not. So generally their schedule is, and this is a little bit weird. If you've been following the women's team, Amari Robinson is student teaching. Mm-hmm. So they either practice early in the morning, like 6 o'clock, or they practice late in the afternoon, like 4, 4.30. And so it kind of limits what they can do and when they can do it. Um, generally speaking, what they've done, we've had a couple of noon Sunday games. Um, they will do their whole shoot-around the night before and not do like a – 6 or 7 a.m. shoot around the morning of a game like that. Um, but, you know, like last night, we, because they had a late workout in Clemson, and I don't know if it had to do with the flight schedule or anything like that, um, we did not get to the hotel till after 9. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I was in my room till almost 9.30 last night. And so there wasn't a lot of time to do that. Um, and so that what they generally do is they do it all in one. Like they do – a shoot-around where it's uh, a good bit of shooting, but also a typical walk-through. And I don't know, I, it sounds to me like the men, if you're getting up shots the night before, you're doing a little more of the X and O's, like sort of rehearsing a game plan, walk-through on what you would call a shoot-around. Is that kind of the way yeah. that happens? Yeah. Now, for a, for a night game, they would they would still have their normal – they still have their normal routine. You know, at Chapel Hill, for instance, you know, we went in the Dean Dome the night before – and then uh then they went and go went to their normal practice shoot around game plan uh you know like i don't i think they did that maybe noon on tuesday something like that i don't normally go to that one um i don't we hadn't played a saturday game a saturday noon game in so long i don't know what the schedule would be i i would be shocked if they do any kind of shoot around uh, Saturday morning though so so Friday tomorrow night will probably be a little more involved than normal yeah that's kind of what I what I would think that like you you don't want to wake up early especially you know after a long plane ride you don't want to do a long plane ride probably doing something uh on Saturday regardless long plane ride and then wake up the next morning do a shoot around and then go and, and play a game um that just that feels like death to me. I I just I wouldn't want to do that. The the their coaches in pretty much every sport are very regimented, and I, I think the I think the players appreciate that though that it's a it's always the same schedule. I mean I, and I'm sure it's the same for you. I almost don't even need to look at the itinerary. Sometimes I know what's going to happen, uh-huh. and I appreciate that. Texture getting in two textures get in on the Adam Co. Roofing text line telling me to go to Dinosaur Barbecue. Look, folks, let me just tell you something about barbecue. And you're not going to like me for this, but there's very little difference in barbecue everywhere. I've been to Dinosaur Barbecue. <laughs> I, I know. I just spit right in Whoa. the face of every Southerner. <laughs> there, there, there's certainly barbecue that's better in one place than others, but not enough to go out of your... I'm not going out of my way for barbecue. I'm just not. I, I call me crazy. A lot of you are calling me crazy. 
I'm just not. I love it. I, I mean, there's some great barbecue places around here. I If I'm going to someplace like Syracuse that you don't normally go to, you telling me to go eat barbecue is like saying, you know, go to go to a fast food chain that you have in where you live. I, I'm not doing it. Just not doing it. Sorry. You know, I have insulted you, haven't I? Well, I, I I would I would say this, okay? I'm I'm not that far off from you. I I have a hard time with best when it comes to barbecue because as you said, there are a lot of similar experiences out there. I think the thing that makes a barbecue that makes barbecue good has more to do with atmosphere and ambiance as long as the food is up to par. And it also like I'm getting are you killed going to, on the text line. Oh, you get destroyed. I mean, destroyed. absolutely you're, destroyed. You get destroyed. <laughs> I mean, here's a here's the thing. I like one guy says, "We'll wait to see what Walt says about barbecue." Tune it out now. Look, man, if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna leave the show, that's that's totally fine. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this: the best, you know, the best Carolina barbecue sauce I've ever had. And I mean, like the mustard based. Um, I know there's different ways to do it, but the mustard based, like generally, what people call Carolina barbecue, was in Kansas City. Um, and that, that threw me totally for a loop because at that point I realized that it's like, you don't have to go to Kansas city to have really good Kansas city barbecue sauce. Like we literally went to, this is, um, this is 14 years ago. We're coming back from Omaha and we stopped at a barbecue joint and asked, what's your best sauce? And they said, it's our Carolina barbecue sauce. And we were like, Oh really? Uh, you're going to have to prove it. And it was really, really good. The point that you're making is solid, though. Like, you, and you're kind of making my point. It's it's more about the sauce than it is the barbecue in a, in a lot of places. Now, I love brisket. You know, you you give me a, a spicy, moist brisket, I love it. I mean, and I I, that, I that's my go-to. But for actual chopped barbecue, dude, you're just taking meat and putting sauce on it. Like, if it. If it requires sauce to make it taste good, is it really worth going out of your way? Or do you just, you know, send me a bottle of sauce and I'll I'll chop up my own meat and be done with it? <laughs> You're going so much further. You're going so much further than I would go, and it's amazing. I, like, I... <laughs> I'm trying to go as far as I can without getting murdered on the text line also. Uh, they're, they're too busy. They're, I, say, I see lanterns and pitchforks in the parking lot right now. They're coming after all right, me. The, all right, I have had, I've had the dinosaur barbecue. We had it for post-game meal one time. And I got pulled pork, and I had a little bit of somebody else's brisket. And you know my thought was? My thought was this is really good. Like, is it different than, for instance, like, every, like Smoking Pig? Smoking Pig is the standard. To me, dinosaur and smoking pig, very similar. But I also ate dinosaur barbecue on a bus. Like, I'm not going to have the best barbecue I've ever had on a bus. I don't care if it's, like, a freaking uh, master chef, what's his name, that yells at everybody. Like, I don't care if he made it. Like, you're not, I don't care, like, uh, uh, our friends at uh, Palmetto's, uh, Jim Oswald. Like, he can make me the best barbecue ever. If you throw me in solitary confinement and feed me that barbecue, that, the ambiance is not there. You need to have good atmosphere and good people and good camaraderie and good community, whatever, to have a good barbecue. That that's my stance on it. Because the food, the there's not going to be wild great. Like, has anybody ever had 
bad barbecue? That's what I would ask. Like, yeah, you might have your favorite yeah. barbecue place. <laughs> have you ever had, like, bad like bad barbecue? Not like like uh, like medium. I'm talking about a bad, bad batch of barbecue. Um, there's not much taste difference between the good and the bad. And again, I... I like it. I, it's not that I don't like it. I just I can't tell a huge difference between. You give me the same sauce, and I can't tell a, a difference between dinosaur barbecue and any other barbecue. I I just that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. People see, are pointing out bad barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to all the places get mentioned. I was not trying to let any barbecue place catch strays today. <laughs> see. Uh, we're oh, we 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 because we figure our timeline will be tight tomorrow night. We canceled dinner, uh, going out, but our plan was to go to Delmonico's. Delmonico's is an Italian steakhouse in in, in Syracuse. It it has an unbelievable atmosphere. Um, I mean, just and incredible food. I can tell the big difference between their steak and other people. I'll go there. I'm just not going to sit in getting chopped meat that's going I'm going to drown with sauce that that's <laughs> most likely in a building that's where I smell like I'm sitting in the fire when I leave. I'm just not doing it. Ben, this is an amazing first segment. 654 Roar is the number you want to join us. 654-767. You got thought a lot of y'all know the number because you're you're blowing up the uh, Adams and Coverfing text line. On today's show, uh, a lot of college football. So a little Nick Saban, a little recruiting. Um, I've got some just some things to bat around. Uh, some ACC basketball stuff as well. We didn't get as much of the big picture yesterday. We'll get to all that. Uh, we've also got uh, – I sat down with Ariel Oda, and since softball starts today, we're going to play that interview for you in Hour 3. we got Brian Edwards in Hour 2 with a lot of good Vegas stuff. Uh, Morgan Coleman is going to join us as well. Stay with us. Hour 1 of the program continues. More nonsense right after this. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour, or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. Sitting here again today with our good friend Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Listener asked, well, I think that I read in my Medicare and you book, that I have another shot at changing plans in the January to March period if I have a Medicare Advantage plan already. Ask Gary for me. Good catch, listener. You would qualify if you have a Medicare Advantage plan already in effect. Additionally, there are other special election periods that you may qualify for, and you do not need to wait until next year to use them. 
I recommend that you call me today at 864-307-8484 and let's discuss your individual circumstance. There you go, listener. Give Gary a call today at 864-307-8484. And remember, Gary represents seven of the largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. Estes Heating and Air, the elite tile dealer of the upstate, is here to give you peace of mind with an exclusive offer. If cold air is blowing from your unit and your heat is on, it's time for a routine checkup. A priority customer membership with Estes Heating and Air includes two full routine services to make sure your unit is running efficiently all year long. New members enjoy $25 off the one-time membership fee. Estes Heating and Air, the elite tile dealer of the upstate. 864-718-7200. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, the scenic views stick around after the sun sets, and your favorite cocktails keep you company long after overtime. Where else can you unwind with bourbon and late-night bites? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see... Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Some would say I walked on sunshine uh, out to Starbucks this morning. Uh, what a glorious day here in uh, the south of Florida. Out of bounds continues. Hour one continues. Uh, yeah, one, one uh, more. that's the last I'll say about it. Yeah, one, one more comment about barbecue. <laughs> Listen, I really do like barbecue. And like I said, there's some there's some places right here have phenomenal brisket. I can tell the difference between good brisket and bad. But Texture says, Ben also thinks Golden Corral and Ruth Chris steaks taste the same. See, if you chop them both up and drown them in sauce, yes, they do, brother. Yes, they do. But that's now how, now how I eat steak. I'll go, I, in fact, in Raleigh, went 30 minutes out of our way to go get best steak around at the Angus Barn. I, I can tell you the I can eat. I can tell you the difference between a filet and a sirloin and a ribeye, and I, I can taste the difference. Not, I just can't with barbecue as much. because Maybe it's because I do drown it with sauce. And I, I don't, I'm a fan of that, but uh, all that to say, I'm not going to, uh, not 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 going to dinosaur barbecue. If someone brought it to you, you would eat it and enjoy it, right? In a heartbeat, yeah. One twenty five with my. Okay. You want to bring a steak? So I just want, I down. just want to. <laughs> but bring I just want to clear sauce. that up. You're not like. 
you're not opposed to barbecue. You're just saying oh, there's no reason no. to go out of your way to get barbecue in some place that you like. You could just get barbecue like down the street from your house. Right. That's that's. I must have done a poor job of describing that because there's great barbecue. I knew what you here. were saying. I'm not going to Syracuse to go eat what I consider a Southern food to begin with. I'm not going to Syracuse to eat barbecue when I can get better barbecue here. There are, however, great steakhouses there. An Italian steakhouse is superb. Uh, you know what? You're right about that. I can't disagree. I can't disagree with any of that. Um, Brad Sinkiff has said some really nice things about Dinosaur, and I don't know if he's there or not, but y'all should fight about it. I just think y'all should fight about uh, about Dinosaur. Brad's probably um, Brad's not here. Brad's not here. Okay, very good, very good. Then that'll that have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, let's go to the phone. Stephen from Salem joins us next on the phone. Six five four roar. If you want to join us on any uh, topics that uh, that have piqued your interest today in the world of sports or barbecue, for that matter, Stephen, what's going on? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, do I want to go ahead and throw my Super Bowl picks in for Sunday? But I also want to do a quick analysis, right quick. Uh, first of all, Kansas all right. City—they definitely got their quarterback they wanted. Uh, even though I admit I didn't know who Patrick Mahomes was, but he and Andy Reid are a perfect match. And at the same time, Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy—they were also a great match for each other as well too. Even though he was the only one that made a pick. And everybody on the 49ers coaching staff was mad as Hornets getting thrown up in the Hornets. We're losing uh -oh. Steven. Steven. Steven? Steven. Did Steven wander away? Yeah. Okay. Where did he go? Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you were drifting off into space right there. Oh, I think we're still, go, Steven. Yeah, we're still having problems. Sorry about, Sorry about that. that, Steven. Yeah, Steven didn't. He didn't get this prediction. Call us hey, back when get, you got a better the, signal. Get to the and, top uh, of the mountain in Salem and call us back. <laughs> That's true. Uh, where you're calling from should have been uh, that should have been a clue there. You know, it is interesting. I wanted to talk about this at some point today. We can go ahead and get there. Um, and of course, if you want to get back to barbecue, six five four roar. If you'd like to, if you'd like to say more about that, um, nah. I. <laughs> um, I I like what he said about them being a good match for each other because as I've been sort of thinking about this Super Bowl matchup and thinking about what maybe to expect from both teams, I, I keep coming back to that, that these quarterback system combos are perfection. And, Ben, I don't know how you feel about that, I, I think that makes for a good ball game because I think whatever happens in the game, there's going to be an opportunity to adjust uh, that they're the two play callers that know exactly what they have that have had to sort of adjust and figure things out on the fly. And um, I, I think it sort of comes down to who do you trust more to make the final adjustment. And um, I don't know. How are you – what are you – what are you expecting to see in terms of the flow of game, style of game, kind of game that you think we're going to see in the Super Bowl on Sunday? Oh, man, that's a good question. I I think both teams – I think they're – I actually think they're going to ease their way into this and sort of fill each other out early on. So, I, you know, I'm probably not expecting a lot of fireworks – 
early, uh, which means that we'll have fireworks early, but <laughs> that's the way it works. Always always take the first quarter under. If you're playing props, first quarter under yeah, is a safe that's, bet. That's what I think I'm especially thinking. with these two teams. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, maybe, maybe the score. I don't know why I get this feeling, but I kind of get this <laughs> the idea this might be kind of a boring <laughs> Super Bowl. I don't know why I feel that way. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to break that down because I I am excited to see – this is going to sound weird, and I know we got Steven back. We'll go right to him. I am excited to see how boring this can get. And I don't mean boring in – well, I said boring. I, I don't mean boring in, in like a boring way like it's going to be a snooze fest, but boring in a way that, like, like you're talking about, if you're expecting this to be 38-35 – that you might want to hunker down a little bit because I think these two defenses and these two defensive staffs are going to have something to say, a lot more to say than a lot of the conversation suggests about the way that this game is going to be played. Um, let's go back to Steven, and we'll get the second half of his analysis there in a pick uh, if he's in a better cell. Steven, are you with us? I'm with you guys, yes. Uh, okay. Awesome. So uh – all right, good. All right, so I'll just go ahead. Like I said, make this quick. Uh, I picked San Francisco to beat Kansas City. It's either going to be 24-21 or 21-17. And also, like I said, I want to go ahead and give you guys a number right quick that I think would be interesting in you in, to the program. Um, 28.5. That is the number of hours it would take you to if you, if you was to watch the Super Bowl highlights from Super Bowl one through 57 – and I'm talking about those 30-minute Super Bowl highlights. So it will take you 28 and a half hours to watch all the way through. So now that, we, now that I finally got that in, I'll go ahead and hang up and listen to you guys. Y'all have a great day. Right, thanks very much. Appreciate the phone call. That's amazing. I, I, had never, I never thought about that. A 30-minute uh, – it'll take you more than a day to watch a 30-minute uh, highlight package of all the Super Bowls. Um, all right, he says San Francisco by basically a field goal. And I think you and Steven are on the same page, Ben, that there's there's an opportunity here for maybe a little bit of a lower-scoring game than what a lot of the conventional wisdom uh, is, is certainly saying. Um, I'm looking right now at a couple of numbers on the total because that total seems low. 47.5 is the total. I'm thinking that sounds about right. I mean, 24-21 is 45. 21-17 is 38. If you think the first one to 20 wins, that's an easy underplay. I'll go ahead and tell you what I've already taken. I've also taken a couple props. I want to save that to tomorrow um, to give you my props. I think Kansas City plus two or plus one and a half is a really good – I think that's a really good bet. And this is my reasoning for that, all right? If you look at Kansas City in the playoffs, okay, and I'm, I'm going to say particularly in the playoffs, defensively, I'm just talking about the defensive, uh, the defensive mentality that Steve Spagnuolo has brought and the philosophy that he's brought. I, I heard somebody say this, and I, off the top of my head, I can't remember who it was, but it really, obviously the, the speaker didn't stick with me, but the message stuck with me very well. Um, Kansas City held Miami to seven in the playoffs, and that was obviously conditions and, you know, Tua going on the road and maybe the Dolphins a little bit overrated and this and that. But then they made Buffalo, a team that was very much about the skill sets of Josh Allen, 
Uh, they made Buffalo into a balanced offense where they gave it to James Cook 18 times and Josh Allen averaged less than five yards per pass attempt, and they made them a conservative offense. Very different than what Buffalo likes to do. Meanwhile, they were sort of efficient offensively and tick, tick, ticking down the field, and uh, the game was close, but really, I mean, the Chiefs were the Chiefs were the better team. Then they go on the road to Baltimore, and Baltimore, number one in the NFL in rushing, and they want to ground and pound the ball, and in the entire football game, they ran the ball six times with their running backs. They threw the ball 37 of 53 snaps. Kansas City stayed on the field. Uh, they were a little more of a ball control situation to try to keep the ball away from Baltimore. 37 and a half minutes to 22 and a half minutes. And like I say, Baltimore threw the ball 37 times in a game where they ran 57, uh, 57 plays. It's bizarre, Ben, that the Chiefs are able to do this, but the, the thing that I heard that bears out particularly in the last two games is that Steve Spagnolo makes you think you have to do what you don't want to do or what you think you're not best at to win the game. And so you decide, rather than playing into your strengths, we're going to do what you're giving us, which is the thing I'm not as good at. They did it with the Bills. They made the Bills play a way that's uncomfortable. They did it with the Ravens. They made the Ravens play a way that's uncomfortable that wouldn't even make sense. Uh, if, you, if you told Todd Monken that he was going to go into a game and, and throw it twice for every run, he probably would look at you like you're crazy. The Ravens didn't do that all year. But they did it against the Chiefs. And a, there's a lot of talk about Mahomes here. Patrick Mahomes was very good in that game against the Ravens, but they only scored 17 points. It's not like the, the Chiefs won a high-scoring game. They, they look to me like a team that is capable of winning 35-31, and they're also capable of winning 17-13, and I'm not sure I can say about the Niners right now. Uh, ben, any thoughts on that perspective as we head into this game? Uh, you know, I don't have much to add. I, I, I think I agree with that perspective. I, I find it interesting how many people are siding with uh siding with the 49ers here the betting public however is apparently hammering i'm told hammering the kansas city side um so you know the do you expect that line to come back keep coming down i mean would you be shocked if that's a little more close to even by kickoff I, I really would not. I mean, I think when you get to Sunday, a lot of folks are going to say, are we really going to pick against Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl? And see, that's not where that I find wins myself. every time. That's where I find right. myself. Uh, and, and are we really going to go with San Francisco? Because, like, San Francisco, more so, I think, than Kansas City, or, or maybe I'd say it like this, in a different way in Kansas City, they've been sort of walking a tightrope these playoffs. I want to say more about that on the other side, but let's go ahead and get Ed in here. 654-ROAR is the number you'd like to join us on the phones. What's up, Ed? What? So you're in Miami, and did I hear right you was in the barbecue? Uh, no, that is incorrect. Yes, that's uh, exactly what you heard, Ed. <laughs> people, Ben is going to Syracuse tomorrow, and, and people were telling Ben to eat dinosaur barbecue up there. Oh, no, no, no. While you're in Miami, you should try the Cuban food, though. Uh, yes. It is, it is uh, 10 out of 10. I've never had bad Cuban food in Miami, and I'm not sure I've had good Cuban food anywhere else, to tell you the truth. Yeah, probably not. 
I'm going to go ahead and make my Super Bowl pick. I think I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be lower in scoring. I do think the 49ers are a better team. And Kansas City just does not seem like they're able to score at times. So give me the Niners 28-20. to 20. Um, That may be over. Is that the total of 48 points? And I'm not is, sure what that yeah. is. Yeah, forty-seven and a half is the number. Let me let me refresh this because I think that's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd want to stay away. Forty-seven, forty-seven and a half is are all the numbers that I'm seeing um, on that total. Now, if you're saying San Francisco by eight, you're probably laying two or two and a half here. Yeah, I, I, th- I think they're that much better. The Chiefs' defense is okay, but I think San Francisco is going to run and set Purdy up for. Some- us, but that's my thoughts on it, guys. And Ben, bring back the win from Syracuse and enjoy a steak. Hell, bring back a steak too. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. <laughs> Appreciate I'll the take phone both. call. Yeah, both would be nice. Both would be nice. Um, I, I, it's an interesting perspective from Ed, and I want to explore that a little bit because I think, again, I think the conventional wisdom says that what Ed says is going to be true, or probably more specifically, what Ed says is going to be the way that San Francisco can test this game. And I want to talk about that when we come back. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us. Hour one of the program continues right after this. It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. Sitting here today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks, Walt, I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. You're scared. You cannot pay your credit cards. You cannot pay your medical bills. Someone suggests to you debt consolidation, combining them all in one payment. Can you really afford that? Is there something else you can do? Call me and see if bankruptcy can help you. Call me, Robert King. Together we will look for a thoughtful solution to your legal problem. Thompson and King, 300 South Tower Street in Anderson. Call 222-0200 or online at thompsonking.com. Thompson and King is a debt relief agency helping people file for bankruptcy under the bankruptcy code. Your home is your most valuable asset. When it comes to the professional installation of a decorative coating on your garage floor, working with a local experienced company is in your best interest. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. 
For nearly 15 years, we've provided premier garage floor coatings and have earned the most five-star Google reviews in our industry. To learn how we can make your garage floor shine, go to irondrivegaragefloors.com and request a free estimate. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot slash sports. Spend your lunch every day with Quok and Ben on Out of Bounds. We promise they'll save you a plate. And I'll have the number eight. That's a party platter that serves 12 people. I know what I'm about, son. Weekdays from noon to 3, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Continues out of bounds. William Quaggenbush live from the Thesis Hotel in Coral Gables. And Ben Milstead back in the uh, back in the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Don't interrupt um, my island music. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretending right now. You're trying your best. I, I appreciate the effort. Um, by the way, I appreciate the feedback we've gotten on our new open. Just, I don't know that we've actually addressed that oh, this yeah. week. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you did a really good job. I'd say that this was all a, a Ben Milstead uh, production, a BMP, as it were, and um, <laughs> or spent DJ Spin Milstead production. Um, and yeah, we so there was uh, it was time, it was time to change our change our open, give it a little bit of new stuff going on, and um, we kept all the stuff that people really like. So, unless you really like Nelly, in which case we changed it up from that. Well, so thanks for all the feedback there. You know, the we we changed uh, changed it on many shows. Just try not to get stale and spice it up. And look, one thing that we're doing is we're going to reserve a couple of spots that we can change periodically. A couple of of clips. So, you know, when we have some just 
dynamite gems that come along like smash down there and stuff like that then we can <laughs> plug it in and we'll let you the listener decide you know if it is open worthy you know and i i don't i can't tell you what that sounds like but i think we'll know it when we hear it is that fair oh yeah Oh, yeah. And, you know, the Bruce Pearl clip gets life because have you seen – we'll, we'll get back to the Super Bowl here in a second. Have you seen the box score from the Auburn-Alabama game last night? I did, You know what? I have not. I did. I watched the first half of that game, and it was it was rough. It was rough. If, if I told you there were a whole lot of fouls and a whole lot of free throws, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just have you guess. I'm going to say – the number of fouls and free throws was exorbitantly high to the point that I that I almost gagged. I want you to tell me how many fouls and how many free throws the two teams combined for, given how I set that up. Oh man, given how you set that up, there were were there fifty fouls caught in the game? Oh, Ben! If only there were fifty fouls, oh, no, it would have been 50? a clean game. Uh, yeah, sixty. One foul. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? Sixty, sixty-one fouls. The game time was two hours and twenty-seven minutes. Two twenty-seven for a game that that featured no stoppages at the end of the game to review. Not that I saw. I mean, I you know I wasn't I wasn't watching totally intently because the game was over. 61 fouls. How many free throws do you think there were? Again, an exorbitant amount of free throws. How many free throws? Okay, now now you're, you're going to push me further than I want to go. There were 75 free throw attempts. That, I'm, <laughs> if I'm, only I'm, there were 75. What? There were more than that? Are you kidding? Oh, man. Oh, man. If only there were 75 free throws, it would have been just a clean game where everybody's operating in space. 85 free throws, Ben. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, I got 85 see. free throws. All right, I got one more for you. How many players in the game? Let's see, how many players played in this game? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 for Alabama, and 11, or excuse me, 15 for Auburn, 11 for Alabama. Basically, like 15 players played double digit minutes. How many players shot double-digit free throws in this game? How many players played? I think about I'm, – I'm just going the ones that played double-digit minutes. Okay. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 16 players played double-digit minutes. Of those 16, how many players shot double-digit free throws? Uh, four, maybe. Would that if mean only people? there were four, Ben. If only, if only it were four. Uh, five. Oh, okay. Five players right. shot double digit for this. So you, I, were, you weren't far. I, off I'm on pulling that. it up now. Auburn, Auburn had 40 points from the foul line. 40 yes. points from the foul line. That is amazing. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Uh, Auburn, Alabama in football gets a lot of attention as it should. I think it's one of the more underrated basketball rivalries in the game. I, I really do. Like Clemson, South Carolina on on the hardwood, they're rivals, and you f maybe you feel that rivalry in the stands. But the I don't know that that translates to the actual players themselves. Alabama, Auburn, I tuned in because I know they hate each other, and and 
it, the game earlier this year at Alabama, I mean, they were they were just beating the snot out of each other. And it sounds like last night they did too. Yeah, um Bruce Pearl when asked about his uh his team's philosophy of how they were going to handle Alabama last night, he offered a one-word response. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when this is what happens when you're in the, when you're in two locations. Uh, yes, uh, that is essentially what Auburn tried to do to Alabama last night, and conversely, what Alabama tried to do to uh, to Auburn. Um, what if I told you in this game? Now, I, I looked this up earlier this morning. Alabama. This this game was 99-81, 180 total points um, in this game. Uh, what if I told you that Alabama scored more points from the free throw line than they did from two-point range or three-point range? They scored 27 points on threes, 26 points on twos, and 28 points from the free throw line. The average team, I looked this up this morning, the average team in college basketball scores 19% of their points over the course of a season on free throws. Alabama scored over 33% of their points last night from the free throw line. See that that's not enjoyable. I mean, really, that's not enjoyable to watch. And now I didn't notice it as much. I, like I said, I watched the first half. I didn't notice that many foul shots. I'm gonna look and see. I think I've got somewhere in the recesses of my uh, somewhere in the recesses of my history. Yes, I have the uh, the stat broadcast pulled up here. Um, it was it was a second half ref show. Let, let me let me ask you this: When you see that, without watching the game, when you see that, do you put more of the onus on the players, or do you put the onus on the officials to like let some stuff go here? Like the game's being called too tight. I, you know, I, I, it may yeah. be a combination of both. But what what's your initial reaction to that? That's uh, it, it's tough to say without seeing the game because if knowing that it's a rivalry game, you, I mean, you don't want to to get just become a free-for-all um give me you've got stat broadcast what's the foul difference between the first half and the second half that would help me in in the first half of the game let me see here you know what um okay first half uh first half oh my 12 fouls for Auburn and Alabama was called for 12. So that's 24 fouls in the first okay. half. So that tells me what I need to know there. Yeah. The, the officials let them play somewhat, and then they got really tight in the second half. That that frustrates the heck out of me as a fan. There were 59 shots and 55 foul shots in the second half. You know what? You know what's interesting to me is that Alabama was down the whole second half. They were down 14 at halftime. They only took 11 threes in the second half. They were six of 15 from three in the first half. They were three for 11 from three. I think they literally just decided we're going to go in and just charge in and get to the free throw line here rather than sit back and shoot threes. And I'm, I don't really even understand why they would do that given what they're good at as a team. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what to say about that. Mm. Truly, um, it. But those. Are, those are the kind of games. Like we talk a lot about officiating on the show, and for you know, for obvious, uh, obvious reasons. Um, 
Text from 864 says, free throw shows are boring, but it's not just because refs calling too many fouls. Players are playing too rough. And um, it, 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 it's, ba- it's very bad for fans. It's very bad for fans when we get this game. Whether it's on the refs, whether it's on the players, whether it's on the coaches, whatever the case may be, it's just not, it's not fun when we get these types of games. And especially when you look at a game, you go, okay, there's a 180-point score. Wow, it was probably pretty wide open. The reality is it was not wide open. It was, it was like beep, 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 you know, whistles every time down the court, and the game has no flow. It has no rhythm. It's not, like you said, Ben, it's a game you could watch in the first half, and then at some point, especially given the margin that Auburn continued to lead Alabama throughout, you're turning the game off. I mean, you're just not sitting down and watching that for, for – for any reason, for any length of time, um, it was it was bizarre. But I did I did think about uh, I did think about Bruce Pearl. I did think about Bruce Pearl in our clip because that was, I mean, that game was the Smash. it was the embodiment. Yeah, it was the embodiment of uh, of Bruce Pearl. And you know what? Uh, credit to Bruce Pearl because uh, you know he complained about his team not getting foul calls, and the opponent was called for thirty three. There were there were two players that fouled out. Nobody fouled out for Auburn. Can you believe that? Nobody fouled out for Auburn. Two players fouled out for Alabama. There were seven players in the game that finished with four fouls. And there were one, two, three, four, five. There were five players in the game that finished with uh, three fouls. One player for Auburn played seven minutes and had four fouls. One player for Alabama played seven minutes and had You're literally not doing anything. If you play seven minutes and have four fouls, you're not doing anything. We're just bludgeoning the other team to death. That's right. Uh, in, in other news, uh, Notre Dame went to the line nine times at Cameron Indoor last night as Duke went to the line 25 times. So, thought I would add that. Interesting. You know what? I didn't even – I didn't even um, – I watched that game for a little bit. And, and I knew how that was going to go. Not that it matters. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, stop the presses. Kyle Filipowski did not foul out, though. That's – Oh. He get – I mean, he did have four fouls, which, you know, water is wet. But, um, yeah, it's even with the, the human foul machine, Kyle Filipowski, on your team, Duke still manages to go to the line three times as much as their opponent. Do, do you know, and Notre Dame plays a little bit of a slogging uh, game, and, I like, I, I understand it. Um, do you know Filipowski was called for four fouls and Ryan Young was called for four fouls and – Everybody else on Duke's team combined for three. Their guards combined for two fouls yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah, I'm I'm obviously having some fun at their expense. To, to be fair to them, Filipowski and Young, they're they're asked to do things that aren't really in their wheelhouse because they don't have a rim protector on that team. So I mean, they are they are yeah. put in some awkward positions where you you know you have to foul in order to defend. So I will say, though, I've never seen a game where a group of guards fouled three times. 40 That's minutes of basketball. Do. That's hard to do. Three to only the bigs are fouling? I, don't, I mean, Notre Dame's guards aren't great, but um, they did shoot 32 two-point shots in the game. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, though. It actually is a good segue into uh, talking a little bit about the ACC. Have you noticed the ACC's net rate? We didn't talk about this yesterday. Oh, the ACC looks great in the net now. And all of a sudden, all the uh, they're doing the old uh, Simpsons meme, shrinking into the bushes. All the two-bid nonsense is going away. 
we could talk about that when we come back because I have actually, for the first time this year, I have tried to decide who is definitely in the tournament right now. And I, I'll let you know how many ACC teams, I think, as of this moment, I would for sure have into the tournament and why I feel that way when we come back. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us. We'll have more Super Bowl talk. We'll have a little college football talk and some ACC and SEC hoops talk when we come back after this. 654-ROAR if you want to join us on the phones on the Adams Curving text line. Hour 2 of the program is next. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg. We are the Roar. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Mark your calendar for February 26th from noon until 1.30. It's the annual State of Clemson with special guests including Clemson University President Jim Clements and Clemson City Mayor Robert Halfacre. Register at the Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce website at clemsonareachamber.org. Join area leaders and businesses for the annual State of Clemson, Monday, February 26th at the Madron Center at 12 noon. Advanced registration is required. clemsonareachamber.org. Don't let turnover stall your business. HTI is the Upstate's trusted attraction and retention partner. We work with employers to provide all things workplace, including recruiting, staffing, HR services, leadership training, and team building for companies across many industries. Call Ryan at 864 864- 